This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 624, Why I Don't Know is Not an Option on IELTS. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now, let's get to the show. Today you'll learn how to answer tough speaking questions about teenagers and what to say when you have absolutely no idea about the topic. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, Jessica, what's going on? Uh, well, a couple nights ago, I went to my niece's volleyball game. <laughs> She's in high school, and that was the first time I think I've been in a high school since I was in high school. It was really oh my weird. god, that's weird. <laughs> that's so weird. What a weird feeling, right? <laughs> it was so odd. And teenagers look so young. Yeah. Oh my god, they look like little babies. And it yeah. was yeah, it was crazy. Teenagers are nuts. They're yeah. I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but a couple years ago, there was that article in Time Magazine about um, this like study on teenagers' brains and how they're literally psychotic. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably it's just, true, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not just not quite developed yet, but the hormones are flowing. It's just craziness, oh. total craziness. I would not want to go back to being a teenager. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> I could wait to not be a teenager anymore. I couldn't wait to not be in high school anymore. I wanted yes. to get out of there. Oh, uh, it's so <laughs> angsty, angsty, man. Especially like, um, I remember, well, actually, I think for me, the middle school years were harder than high school years even because those are yeah. really awkward times and, and kids can be very mean in middle school. Oh, gosh. Oh, kids are horrible. <laughs> they can be so mean. And I think today it's even harder because, you know, the cyber bullying, the anonymity of the internet makes it a lot easier to be mean. And it's, you know, kids just have that. They're, t they're so afraid for themselves that they try to, like, bolster themselves up by making other people feel small. Yeah. Um, and they can do it with technology now. So exactly. they have, a, they have like, a way to uh, get their information flowing fast through the culture. Right. Yeah, that's so oh, true. That immediate yeah. gratification, which, oh gosh. Okay. So guys, this is an important conversation because oddly enough, there are questions in speaking part one and part two about um, teenagers or even children that you might know. And what I hear from a lot of candidates is they don't know any children or teenagers. So like even if you're parents, like even if you're around my age and you have like kids, you know, kids, but not teenagers. So what can we do when we don't know this age of person? That's what we're talking about today, guys. Yeah, I love this. I like the idea that we're approaching today a topic where 
many, many people might just go blank, right? Might not know how to approach this. Exactly. Yeah. So where a lot of candidates would go wrong, right? Because they don't know any teenagers. Say, for example, the examiner asked you in part one, um, let's see, how do teenagers dress these days or something? Um, and a lot of candidates would be like, I don't know. I don't know any teenagers. And so that's like one or two sentences, um, very low scores across the board for those two sentences. Mm-hmm. So instead, guys, you need to Pivot. Pivot. You need to find something to say. Yeah. I mean, this is an episode about pivoting today, right? It's not an option to say, I don't know any teenagers. It's not an, it's never an option to say, I don't know. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Ooh, I did, um, a video on YouTube about that, guys. I will link to that in this blog post. The video was also some information I, uh, focused on, you know, what you can do if you don't have anything to say. Because exactly saying, I don't know is not an option. So come back to the blog, guys. Um, IELTS.AllEarsEnglish.com. This is episode 624, and I will link to that as well. Um, okay. So teenagers, Lindsay, what could you say if you're asked about teenagers? Lindsay, do you know any teenagers these days? Well, I don't know any teenagers, to be honest. I mean, my niece is not a teenager yet. She's only four. Yeah. (laughs) So I really, I don't think I know any teenagers, but the thing that does, so I would have to pivot. I would be one of those students, those candidates that would need to pivot here. I would need to find a way to link the idea of teenagers, connect that with something else that I could talk about. And honestly, that thing that comes to mind is technology. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the technology has changed so much since when I was a teenager in, you know, 1996 to now. So I feel like that would make for a decent speaking answer that I could pull off. For sure. So I think, guys, I think the point in this is to, if you don't know a teenager, just contrast what it was like when you were a teenager, because you know that. You have those clear memories, the recollection. Um, and contrast that with what you perceive that teenagers are doing now, right? So obviously, guys, I mean, even if you don't know a teenager, you know what exists in the world for them to access. You know the amount of online stuff that's happening, the gaming, the social media. You would have stuff to say. Yeah, exactly. That's where we're going to have to go with this. I mean, that's so, so brainstorm. So if I was in the exam and I, I went blank, right? I knew that I don't know any teenagers, for example. How would I brainstorm what to say then? I would go ahead and I'd start with tech and would I kind of in my mind kind of form some subcategories before answering? Yeah, I like this idea of doing like a mind map brainstorm for this, right? Starting with, so the middle circle would be um, teenagers now. And then you would have a line off of that with technology and then a line off of that with like, phones, um, online games, social media, and then you would brainstorm details for those three things. Yeah, I love that. So important to be able to pivot because after all this preparation, we don't want just a wild card question to sink our score. You know what I mean? We have to right. have the tools. This is part of being well prepared, knowing what to do when we were surprised by a totally random question that kind of shocks us and <laughs> leaves us exactly. blank. Yeah. And like a huge part of being able to do this well, you guys, is being able to brainstorm quickly. And that's a skill that not everybody grows up learning in a lot of education systems. So mm-hmm. after today's episode, 
episode, I would encourage you guys to find three or four part two cards that you feel you have absolutely no idea about and force yourself to brainstorm for five minutes. Really allow yourself that time to get good at the skill of coming up with ideas. So um, mind map. Mind mapping as a brainstorming strategy is very important, and I will link to some more uh, resources about that in the blog post for this episode as well. So remember, guys, 624, come back to the blog, Um, because yeah, mind mapping is extremely beneficial, especially for this the stuff that you don't think you know anything about, because you know what, guys? You're adults. You have a whole lifetime of experience. You are in the world. You see what's happening. (laughs) Yeah. I guarantee you, like, you do have stuff to say. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Absolutely. We just need to be able to access it and be a little creative in how we answer a question if at first it draws a blank for us. Yeah, totally. And you know what? To be honest, I mean, even though I have uh, I have a niece and a nephew that are in high school, but it's not like I have conversations with them all the time or know exactly like what is happening with them all the time. So I would probably have to pivot at some point, too. I don't think I would have enough to say just based on going to my niece's volleyball game. Uh, I don't know if I could talk about that for two minutes. So I would probably use that to then um, contrast what that uh, high school game was like when I used to go to high school games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a lot different. When I walked in there, it was like walking into like a club. The music was so loud. Oh my God. I mean, like all the parents I saw there had like um, earplugs in. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> it was nuts. There's no nuts. way that would have been allowed when I was in high school. <laughs> oh, so many things have changed. <laughs> I know. It was crazy. Um, and I think, guys, another interesting pivot for this that you might consider, this is the way I would go, I think, because it's something I think about a lot, is the what I've observed is the young people that I've met seem to be uh, more well adjusted than mm-hmm. the teenagers I remember being surrounded with when mm-hmm. I was young. And I think that's due to different parenting styles and parents being mm-hmm. more in tune and involved with their kids on deeper uh, levels than mm-hmm. when I was growing up. And so I'd probably talk about that because that's something that I'm that I'm really passionate about, obviously, and I could talk for two minutes about that. Oh, that's really interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I haven't. I I don't think I've observed teenagers closely enough to notice that. But that is very possible because parenting (laughs) styles of Gen Xers would be different from baby boomers, right? Right, Uh, Our parents were baby boomers, for example, and maybe more like emotionally separated and kind of compartmentalizing things more. Whereas maybe the younger parents now, um, I don't know, maybe are more emotionally open to sharing their own experiences with their kids. I think that's a big part of it, right? Letting your kids know you as a person and being able to connect on a lot more levels than like when we were growing up. Yeah, that's so interesting. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, guys, this is a really great episode to listen to a couple times. And as you listen, and ideas start coming to you about what you think about these topics we're bringing up, I would pause and brainstorm, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like I would really use this as a learning tool today, you guys, to get yourself thinking about these directions because this is all stuff that comes up all over the speaking exam and writing task two, right? Parenting, youth today, technology, all of this stuff, education, what have you. So I would really use this as like a brainstorming uh, fire starter, <laughs> I love that. Okay, cool. Well, let's do a sample answer real quick to show our listeners. I'm going to take a crack at a sample answer um, because I don't I don't know any teenagers. So this is a good example of how this could be handled. Perfect. Okay, let me bring up my timer. Okay, Lindsay. So Lindsay, I would like you to describe a teenager that you know. Okay, that's a tricky one right there, because to be honest, there are no teenagers currently in my life. However, when I think about the way that teenagers' lives are today versus how my life was as a teenager in the 90s, one thing strikes me that comes to mind as top of mind, and that is how technology is different now, right? So for example, when I was a kid, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have smartphones when I was a teenager. And nowadays, teenagers have smartphones in their pockets. Everyone has a smartphone. So what I think that has changed is the fact of being a little bit less present, So even now with my adult friends, but I'm sure this happens even more with teenagers, and I've seen teenagers on the street do this, just always being in like five different conversations, right? So they're with someone, and at the same time, they're in conversation with four people in texting streams. And I find that's kind of, I find that kind of strange still, because I would never be able to do that. I would never be on the phone with someone else while I'm in the presence of another friend. So to me, it's a similar thing of always being in a texting conversation. So just not being quite as present. You know, I'm personally, I'm kind of glad that I got to experience adolescence without a cell phone, without a smartphone attached to my hip. (laughs) And the other thing that we didn't have when I was a teenager is Facebook, right? So Facebook came out, you know, in 2005 or six. So I was well beyond my high school years. But the big thing of this that's different is that people are, students, especially teenagers, are showing the world what their life is like. And they're also seeing a window into people's lives that they hardly even know just because they're Facebook friends. They don't necessarily know them. So it becomes a culture of showing people a an image of themselves that may or may not be true. And this has also led to things like bullying, right? And this is connected because you can embarrass someone very quickly nowadays online. And Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I was just kind of rambling on, just saying whatever was on my mind. No. So good. It was so good. Guys, you definitely need to listen to that a couple times because the way that Lindsay transitioned from idea to idea, linking these things through time and um, uh, the cohesive phrases, you definitely need to listen to that a couple times, you guys, because like using the combination of, for example, when, um, those clauses to talk about when you were young and then nowadays right? Like linking all of your ideas. That was, it was cohesive for sure. And there were some really great phrases that came up. Like one thing that strikes me is, so that's great guys. Like something you have noticed, something that has caught your attention. That's a great idiom. Um, Also (laughs) having something attached to the hip or attached at the hip. So that's (laughs) a great idiom, meaning something that is just with you constantly or you're using all the time. I like, I, 
think I use this to talk about people who yeah. are always together, right? <laughs> like if two people start dating yeah. and they just yeah. can't get enough of each other, it's like they're attached at the hip. If you invite her to come, you know her boyfriend's coming too because <laughs> they never leave each other's sides. Um, so that's a great idiom also. So guys, definitely listen a couple of times because tons of great vocab came up. Yeah, and I think also using different words. I use the word adolescence or adolescent and adolescent or adolescence. I think that's good yeah. to kind of use a variety of terms that mean the same thing. That's another place we could get vocab range, right? Totally, definitely. And there's another great video I did about vocabulary for ages because I know mm. that's a tough one. And it comes up in writing task one as well, you guys. So adolescence is part of that. Um, again, this is episode 624. You guys, you have to come back to the blog and read the post for this because I'm going to link to our other resources that are vital in so many ways. We have so much good stuff for you to learn on the blog. Oh, this is really good, Jessica. I'm glad we went into this topic because this is a key problem for a lot of our listeners. I'm sure the fear of this, the fear of getting into the speaking exam and you think you're ready and then all of a sudden a topic comes up that you have no connection to. Exactly. What do you do? This is what you do, guys. Awesome. Exactly. So, yeah, Jessica, we have a special offer, right, for our podcast listeners here. What is that offer again, our special offer just for podcast listeners to get into our course, Three Keys IELTS? Yes, guys. Well, first, just connected to what we're talking about, um, you need to know these brainstorming skills and you need to know how to tackle these tough questions. So that is in the Three Keys IELTS test system. You guys take that fear out. So if you sign up for Three Keys now, only for podcast listeners, you also get the special bonus, how to wake up the examiner. So this vocabulary you can use, um, in speaking part one, part two, part three, vocabulary and pronunciation for getting you the highest scores. So only for you guys, podcast listeners, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash basic or allearsenglish.com forward slash coach. Sign up for three keys, get past IELTS this year, and you also get that awesome bonus. All right. Sounds really good. Jessica, I'll see you back on the show very soon. Take care. All right. Sounds good. Bye, Lindsay. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.